What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Middle call! Hey, behave! What's going on? It is a, a Tuesday. Just another day for greatness. Daniel Jeremiah's a, a mock draft we got to get to, and uh, Antonio Brown. Did you order a uh, Antonio Brown uh, video for me for my birthday? Uh, what was the company w- wedding, called? Or wedding, aniver- or wedding anniversary? <laughs> I I was thinking, how much if someone asked you to do videos for people, would you do them for fifty bucks? Because again, they're ten seconds. You just record it on your yeah, phone. Yeah, to me, it's just a matter of what's the volume going to be. Because if you tell me. If I like, where's my price point? If my price point is two dollars, but I get like maybe make make it five dollars, but I get a hundred a month. Like I might be willing to do that, you know? Two bucks, five bucks. So easy. All all you do is like, hey Julie, congrats on the new job at the law firm. You're gonna crush later, Guy Haberman. You know that's all the video was. Yeah, exactly. He was like, hey Bill, congrats on your anniversary. And your great life. Antonio Brown here. See ya. <laughs> like, oh, well, do I need to personalize it? Nah, just say their name. Oh, I've, okay. I, I don't know about you, guy. He's reading from the phone, like, the script they gave him. No player has grown on me more in the last, like, couple months. I've just jumped the shark of craziness. It's so crazy. It's kind of fun. It is fun. Because, it's. I, I mean, the thing that's been lost now, it gets so normalized, is that he's got a blonde mustache. And it feels kind of normal now. Like, it's just his look. He's yeah. got a blonde mustache with just his normal beard. And it, and again, it's starting to not even look that weird. <laughs> like, at first, everyone clowned him. And then you just watch him and all these things. It's just his look. My favorite part of it is that two days after he did an interview where he was like, I don't need money. I don't need the NFL. This house is paid for. He's in his pool doing a video for 500 bucks. His house does look pretty sweet. Yeah, it looks awesome. It's a badass house. <laughs> yeah. If I was hanging out in that pool, if that if that house was paid for, I'll tell you this, I would not be doing those videos for 500 bucks. No, he, he, he I think he's got like six kids. The the other day, he Instagrams a lot. 
and they have you know like the little kids bounce houses he had one that's a little kid bounce house but it's a pool slide it was so behind him really in the video, high up right yeah and the the kids are just flying down the thing and flying in it just it looks like his he's kind of the community organizer for little kids to come kick it in his pool like well, he's pretty, got that's i don't cool. think they're all his own kids cuz he's like hey jimmy that's not his own i mean he's got little white guys running around there just it's you know and those a, are not his well, you never know. A fr- friendly neighbor. Uh, and I guess I don't know. They could. It could be that they just said, Antonio, here's $30,000 for the month. You do these videos. You, and you get you don't get a cut of the videos unless it goes over $30,000. But here's a flat fee. And he was like, okay, maybe that's how it works. Yeah, I mean, I, I think you get to the point. Like, or is he waiting for each $500? Like, just made another 500 Like, I can't see that. <laughs> But but couldn't you argue if you're him like I'm just a hustler? Why would I turn down this money? It's just even if it's like ten, it's just easy cash. Yeah, but easy but, cash. But, but again, easy that's, cash. that's where I laugh about the I don't need football. Like that's also easy cash. Like not as easy, but it's way more cash. But I think it's fair to say is that's a classic line where he's trying to kind of act tough. He does. He he's scheduled to make guy fifteen million dollars over a sixteen or seventeen week period in that's the a fall. Better, that's a better hustle. But that that is difficult. Like you do have to earn that. Yeah. Right. Right. Not. I, I guess you don't have to earn it, but you do just. No, you got to. It earn just it. takes a lot of effort. Yeah. yeah. You could you could get hurt. You could get badly injured. You get badly injured. You just it's just hard. I mean, playing football is just difficult. Even if you are great, it's just it's more difficult than doing cameo videos. So we said fifteen million. Is that what you said? Yeah, Divi- I think it's slightly over. <laughs> divided by five 500- hundred. Uh, That's the one thing about his beef. Usually, remember, T.O. wanted a new contract and all this stuff. He's one of the rare guys that's like, God, he makes a shitload. 30,000 videos, he could make the money back. Make $15 million? At 500 a pop. Yeah, I, I think he's... I'll give him credit on this. He's a smarter businessman than uh, Le'Veon. He never would have not played. You think you would advise Le'Veon right now to, get, to uh, be out there a little more in the media? Uh, no, no, I, I just would, what's his side hustle been to help make up that 14 and a half? Right. Like Le'Veon lost the money. Like, I hope people realize when he signs a five year, $70 million deal for 35 guaranteed, you have to subtract 14 and a half because he would have made like, he's in the hole 14 and a half. He just got nothing when they had a contract and a piece of paper on the table that he refused to sign. And then even Four or five weeks into the season, they're like, bro, you can still come back. You'll get the prorated version of this. And he just kept saying no. It'd be one thing if, you know, the Steelers kind of screwed him. They yanked that bad boy off the table. It was always on the table. They're like, bro, you can come back if you want. It's it's really one of the craziest all-time things we've ever seen, guys. We've seen some holdouts and stuff, but usually people come back. For at least half the money. Show up week eight, you know, get like seven. Showed them. Yeah, he way to get it. He'll really look like an idiot if his contract's like twenty million guaranteed. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, so you turn down a long term deal, then you turn down a franchise tag. I don't know if you saw the Mike Freeman quote mm-hmm. yesterday no. or tweet that said like the franchise tag is disgusting. The league has to get rid of it. And then I saw like Jeff Schwartz and even Albert Breer was like, actually the players don't hate it as much as you think because 
you do get a lot of cash. You know, it's not – this isn't un-American, my man. You know, you, you are – they are paying you a premium I, in the short term. I don't remember if I told you this off the podcast or on, but it blows my mind that the people that are, are mad about the franchise tag or as mad about it as they are, it affects such a small percentage of the players. And the one in effect, the ones it affects are the guys getting rich. The richest. Like, get madder about, you know, look, I'd be all for if you play two years in the league or service time on practice squads. I feel like I've said this, so I don't repeat it. But practice squads should count as service time towards your health care. I don't know. Like, get, like th- that's something to get mad about. The tag? Like, D Ford's going to be fine. Well, you know, the, the tag is your classic just 1% or problems. So it's like if I, but I don't was understand a, everybody else picking up for the one percenters on this one, <laughs> like well, no, let no them one carry really their water it, if they hate it. Yeah, people don't really complain about it. I, I think as much as is the media thinks. Again, like Albert versus, they don't really mind it. This podcast is brought to you by Ease. Woo! That's the hustle here. Ease is the best delivery platform to get the best licensed, legal, fully tested marijuana products delivered to you. In California, anyone 21 or over can get verified online. Let me get my snap in. Not a great snapper. In minutes, browse a vast selection of the best brands and then watch the clock count down to a friendly driver arriving in minutes with your goods. Keep DMing us your photos. I got got a couple new photos yesterday from Ease.commerce. Dude Napa sent me a video. He's like, I want to thank you. He definitely got the free delivery over $50 because he had a lot of product. But you got to be 21 years or older. Luckily, our demo is about, I think, 22 to 40 is kind of our sweet spot. And, uh, you know, I'd say medium age of our listeners, right around 28 to 30. So advertisers come on. As soon as all the old radio listeners come over, it'll get that age group will get higher. (laughs) Luckily, we don't really need them. But ease.com, use the promo code HAMGUY, $20 on your first purchase, over $50, you get a free delivery. How do you beat it? Vapes, pre-rolls, edibles topicals they got it all for you my man southern california if you live in long beach the oc up to the valley fresno area east bay where haberman lives in the city sacramento the 916 you want to go a little north bay napa boom everywhere eaze.com promo code ham 20 bucks off your first order if you're a repeat customer uh please share that with your friends share the love Share the love, share the love. Share the love. All right, let's uh, let's share the love on Daniel Jeremiah's 2019 mock draft. As I saw uh, Colin Cowherd tweet today, John, best mock draft available, which I was <laughs> like, I, wanted, I meant to reply to Colin, like, what, is this the most accurate so far? How do you know? <laughs> Ask him that. Um, maybe because DJ's legit, and so I, I'm, all, I'm on board. That's why we're using it. I make fun, but then we're using it. Uh, all right, you want, how do you want to do What's the best way to do it? You want to just roll through it? Yeah, just, I mean, let's just do some quick hitters. All right. Number one, Kyler Murray. If he had rolled this one out on August uh, 5th instead of March 5th, imagine what the response would have been. Hot take, DJ. Hot take. Mayock would never have done this. Guy, you're way I'd say if he would have rolled this out like December 1st. Yeah, I know. You're fucking nuts. You are crazy. Basically, any beginning of the month, maybe February, people would be like, oh, interesting, inspired take. Even January 5th, this might have been a little... Maybe January we'd accepted it already. I, I, I do think what's unique about this guy, if you're a team 
because OTAs and the team stuff starts a little bit before the draft, usually early April. We're going to know, I guess it could happen draft day, but we're going to have a pretty good idea if Josh Rosen's going to be on the team or not. And if Josh Rosen's not traded by the draft, they're probably not going to take Kyler Murray, right? I, I think in the next free agency starts, I think at the end of next week, I'm not sure the exact date might be the Thursday, uh, the 14th, but the moratorium, you know, that couple of day periods, usually like the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, where you get like 48 hours to discuss trades and contracts, but it can't be official. It kind of feels like if Josh Rose is going to get traded, it's going to happen in the moratorium. Cause if you're Miami or am I, is that moratorium the right word? Yeah. If, if to me, if you're the one of those teams and you are going to get Rosen, if they are in on Kyler Murray, wouldn't you want him well before the draft so you just have him around if he's going to potentially be your starting quarterback? Yes, although the one yeah, – yes, yes. The one thing I would say, though, is if you're the Cardinals, would it be smart just to make sure – Just hold out, see if you can get some crazy-ass deal. Yeah, or just make sure that, like, Kyler doesn't break an ankle playing pickup basketball. I don't know, just, like – just make sure you've got the other guy before you- I'll, I'll give you a scenario. Would you rather have Josh Rosen next year and pick four, a late first rounder and like a second rounder, or just Kyler Murray? Like, what if you get just an absolute haul from Gruden? Oh. Yeah, I mean, look, it's beginning to feel to me like the Cardinals think Kyler Murray can be great and Josh Rosen won't be good. So in that scenario, you'd rather have Kyler Murray. Like if the quarter- I, even, I, I I wouldn't say they wouldn't think he can't be good. I just say he just they think maybe he'd just be good. Let's just say that, right? Okay, yeah. But they clearly it, this is not this does not feel to me like a, a case of ah we think one guy's a little better than the other one and we're just more comfortable with him so we're going to do that. In that scenario, then you take the deal that you just offered. But this feels like it's more than just Cliff. This feels like Cliff loves him. Kime has evaluated him and likes him. The owner's like, let's get this star in here. Like, it feels like it's everybody. I mean, Kime's got the 53-man control. Like, this feels like everybody's on board. If I if I polled 32 GMs in the NFL right now and said for the next – everything starts from scratch in the NFL. Your pick is either for the next, you know, decade, you get a 23-year-old Rosen or a 22-year-old Kyler Murray. What do you think the ratio would be? If it was between those two guys, every GM had to pick. I feel like it'd be twenty-five over... to yeah. seven, maybe. I'll, yeah, I was gonna say over. Is well, it... I said I was gonna say well over seventy-five percent was gonna be my gut there. Is there a chance it's pretty close to a hundred percent? Everyone yes. would just take a take a swing on Kyler. Yeah. There's, well, so I mean, a... yeah, there's a chance. I mean, there's still got to be some guys who like fundamentally just think the height is an issue and whatever. Thought Rosen was the most talented passer last year. I don't know, but. Yeah, you're right. It pro- I mean, no, you're right. You said not it, everybody. Well, but it does feel like it. Maybe because I, I was going to could it be 32? Probably best case for Kyler would be 27 ish. You know, but it'd still be really high. We're not talking about a 50 50. You think here. you think John Elway would like Kyler Murray over Josh Rosen? Yeah, because he could have taken Josh Rosen last year. It's true. Uh, number two, Daniel Jeremiah, Nick Bosa to the 49ers. I see it. Number three, Quinnen Williams to the Jets. 
I was kind of not souring on him, but just thinking, like, is this guy going to end up going seven or eight? And then he runs like that. And then what DJ said, I mean, this guy's first round, first overall level pick. He's good. I just saw a couple highlights yesterday. What was I watching? Oh, DJ talked to Joe Fan, 49ers reporter, and said the one knock on him was like, he didn't play that well against Clemson. DJ's like, throw on the tape. He had three tackles for losses and a sack. He wasn't just some scrub. He was pretty good. <laughs> he is good. Uh, Josh Allen, number four to the Raiders, uh, trying to reclaim the uh, Khalil Mack magic. See that? Montez Sweat to the Bucks at five. That's one quite thing a I run heard, right there of D. Lyman, four in a row. One thing I heard about him is that not the character's bad, but I don't think he's just this pristine guy off the field. Is okay. a unique player. I think he, Peter King wrote, he went to Michigan State out of high school to play, or he was recruited to play basketball. I mean, clearly an elite athlete, right? Is he from? Four, is he from Michigan? Uh, I don't know. I'm not exactly sure. Four four two as a defensive lineman, NFL record. He can run. I, I think it's fair to say Montez Sweat, after running a four four two, player of the week at the Senior Bowl, be hard pressed to see him falling out of the top ten, right? Yeah, he's from Georgia. I think he was a big-time high school basketball player. Dwayne Haskins, number six to the New York Giants. Number six to the New York Giants. Uh, you know, he's still got to be better than Darnold, but if he's pretty good, he doesn't have to be because you got Saquon. I like that pick. I do, too. Uh, Jawan Taylor, offensive tackle to the Jags. Give me five minutes on that. Hashtag no comment. <laughs> Rashad, for multiple reasons. A tackle to the Jags, moving on. Now, that is a big deal, like if they get, you know, Nick Foles or whoever, their quarterback. Uh, Rashawn Gary to the uh, Lions at eight. Be a solid pick from Michigan. You know, it makes a lot of sense. How about this one? DK Metcalf to the Bills at nine. I think this is my favorite pick so far of this uh, whole mock draft. Because guess who can throw at 500 yards? Josh, Josh Allen. Allen. I'm, uh, would that be your favorite pick so far of the draft? The only thing that would be better if the Bills ended up with Josh Allen. <laughs> And they had two Josh Allens. Yeah, and one day their best two players were Josh Allen and yeah. Josh Allen. And just like Josh Allen had the best-selling jersey in the NFL. That would be pretty sweet. Yeah, just Josh Allen. <laughs> you know, you have to go it would have been like names. a couple years ago if Khalil Mack and the quarterback was also named Khalil Mack. Or both the quarterback and defensive lineman were named Derek Carr. It Imagine like pretty- if the offensive and defensive players of the year had the same name on the same okay. team. That'd be sweet. Because you'd have to start. Now, this is this would actually be the interesting part. Let's see, John. Yeah, there have been five or six players since I've been closely around the league named. I mean, Josh Allen is a pretty normal name, right? There's probably a lot of Josh Allen just in America. Middle names now become the question. So the quarterback, uh, Wiki does not have his middle name. I saw a guy. There's a guy, John, on the Seattle Mariners. I was watching spring training baseball the other day. And I can't quite remember his name, but it's something like John Thompson Williams. Yeah. But Thompson Williams hyphenated doesn't fit on the back of a jersey. Because I didn't quite – I was like, are they doing – is this like a players only weekend where they got like nicknames or whatever they call it? Because the back of his jersey just says T-Williams. And I thought like maybe his nickname is T-Williams. But no, they just don't have enough room on the jersey for Thompson Williams. So it's T-Williams but with a hyphen, not with a period. 
Uh, Josh Allen. Well, I don't know. I got no middle name on either one of them. So now you I get don't. do you get paid normal rates as a broadcaster for spring training games? That's a great question. I don't know. It's just in your contract, maybe. Yeah. All right. I'll continue to do some research on uh, middle names because that that would interest me. Like if they've got good middle names, uh, that would make it even more. Uh, but he's not going that. He's not falling that far. So yeah, DK Metcalf at nine. Is this? It, it would be another. Second straight year where the Bills would have a wow pick for sure. Would you like totally the pick? Agree. Yes. Andre Dillard, 10, offensive tackle to the uh, Denver Broncos. Seems like he came flying up the fucking charts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that that would be pretty bold. But uh, DJ's not throwing that out randomly. Clearly he's the one of the bigger risers in the draft. Um, uh, Bengals, Devin White, linebacker, number 11. LSU. Good pick. Now, here's my second favorite pick so far of the DJ draft. 12, Packers, Noah Fant, tight end. Be a bold move, Cotton, but I like it. What's bold about it to you? Well, I don't think many people viewed him as a top 15 pick, and then you go to the combine, and just because you run that fast, it's a little bit of an upside. He's still pretty raw. The other guy is a more complete product right now, so you're hit. you're coming to a team – where it's he's not the easiest quarterback to play with, and then you got to kind of teach him on the fly. It's got a little like young guy with LeBron, where the guy, young guy has super talent, you know, like a Brandon Ingram or whatever. But that's not really LeBron's thing to play with a guy. Like Aaron Rodgers used to get mad at Devontae the first couple of years. You know, it just takes some time. He's not how many rookie skill guys for them really just fucking hit the ground running. That's not been the pack. That's not been Aaron Rodgers thing. And the hype, if you take a guy number 12, that's such a freak athlete, you're, you're you'd be expecting a pretty big season out of Noah fan. Right. Right. I, I, I think that would be so far in this draft of your top 12 picks because DK Metcalf, you'd be like, Oh, well, Josh is overthrown. Josh is all over the map. It'd be easy to kind of justify if it was weird. This one, I think, would be a lot of pressure on Noah Fant and kind of would be an unfair situation for him. Not unfair, but just difficult. it would be tough. Tougher yeah, than maybe difficult. it appears, yeah. Um, and by the way, we'll get to TJ Hawkinson. I mean, maybe this is the George Kittle effect because DJ does have the his Iowa teammate tight end, TJ Hawkinson, also going in this first round, which is I will wild. say this, though, talking to people in the league, like especially in the late fall, all of them said – Iowa's got these two stud tight ends. Yeah. So they'd been buzzing for a while. Bzzz. Bzzz, bzzz, bzzz. Uh, Jonah Williams, guard, Dolphins, 13, Alabama. Hashtag short arms. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, 14, Florida State. I didn't. Who knew Florida State had a player in this draft? Brian Burns. Pretty good. Uh, that's a good pick. Who, who's drafting 14? Falcons. I didn't say that. That's a pretty good pick. ATL. W.A.S. Washington, Drew Locke at 15. A little bold for me, Cotton. Uh, Garrett Bradbury, NC State, redshirt senior, Panthers, 16, center. Give me five minutes. No comment. Uh, Number 17, Hollywood! Marquise Brown to the Browns, wide receiver. I'm not a doctor guy, but I remember when I was in the NFL, Liz Frank, Injuries are a pretty big deal. They ruined a couple guys on the Eagles' careers. He has a Liz Frank foot. Like, he has a Liz Frank injury to his foot. I, yeah. 
unless the medical was impeccable at the combine where it was like, you know, it's not really a Liz Frank foot. It's just a, it's just a broken bone. How many guys with Liz Frank get drafted at 16 that are speed guys? That's, I kind of feel like he won't go in the first round unless the, it gets reported in a couple weeks, like his medical that the teams think it's just a, you know, an easy thing because part of it was remember hurt his ankle the last game of the season. Then it was like, will he be ready for the playoff game? And then he wasn't. He could barely play against Alabama. Then it comes out right before the combine. He can't do anything because he's got a Liz Frank. But Rap Sheet said that he'd be ready, ready by OTAs. I'm like, that's not the way. Again, not a med- didn't go to Harvard Med, but that's not the way I remember Liz Frank's working. I think that's a bigger. I think that's a bigger deal than people are just kind of talking about. If if you're like a big time sports fan and your last name is Frank, would you name your daughter Liz? <laughs> I think about it. Uh, Crabtree was he? He wasn't a Liz Frank, was he? He's just like a broken foot yeah. or something. Yeah. What was Keenan Allen? Messed done. up knee. Yeah, knee. Also, how do you feel about like trying to recreate college but the, chemistry? But, but I think those two guys, like Crabtree, Keenan Allen, they weren't depending on speed, speed to begin with. This guy is a. I mean, this guy's comp is Deshaun. If Deshaun had had a Liz Frank, well, Deshaun had just his program destroyed him character wise. How, how 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 do you feel about recreating uh, college Kent? Like putting two guys who were good together in college back together, Baker, this guy going to the Browns, kind of weird to me. Who Marquise? And yeah, Baker. like if the Browns draft him, like if part of the thing is well, him and Baker played well together. I'd be like, nah, I don't know, that's kind of. Well, but I think if I think if Hollywood was healthy, he'd be a lock top twenty pick. So you'd just be like, this guy's really good. Uh, if, Baker, eight, if Baker said I like him, why wouldn't you? Eighteen Minnesota Devin Bush linebacker. If they get Devin Bush at 18, that's a pretty fucking unreal pick. Uh, Christian Wilkins at uh, 19 to the Titans, defensive tackle from Clemson. Uh, how about this? I, one thing on him yeah. is my guy's in the South. He's one of the most accomplished defensive tackles in college football history. Two national championships, three-time All-American, academic All-American. He's team captain for like three years. Just his resume is I mean, basically unparalleled in college football history. But they say he's actually better on paper than he is on film. Like, he's probably more of a second-round pick. But the hype, the program, he's a great kid. My guys that I trust don't think he's a first-round talent. Okay. I mean, they run, like, fake punts to him. They run him out the goal line. Like, Clemson swears by It's one of those Dabos calling him the Michael Jordan of D-tackles. But you're like, you know... I don't. He's not Quentin Williams. Uh, my, the third pick that I love. For I DJ. guess really quick, my point on him. Yep. When you take a defensive tackle in the first round, and he's not an elite talent, like your beef always with like guards, it can look really bad. You're like, what am I really getting with this defensive right. line? Just Even taking. He's a, just solid. It, it feels like you could get. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Why well, get the jelly? A zero war, right? Like, yeah. You, you just. You can just get pluggers and fillers and just guys. Uh, all right, here's my next one I love. Uh, not necessarily the match, just I love just DJ putting these two together. The Steelers at 20, Greedy Williams. I like that. I also, this is the fourth one I love. The Seahawks at 21. You know who we haven't said yet? AJ Brown. No. Ed Oliver. How, how's Ed Oliver going to slip to 21? Well, I, I mean, this is supposed to be the best mock draft out there. That's why we're using it. He didn't do anything at the Combine. 
Did you see people at the combine wanting to work out a middle linebacker? I'm like, I thought it was a defensive tackle. <laughs> I did not see that. Uh, Ohio State wide receiver Paris Campbell to the Ravens at 22. That's pretty fast, yeah. Yep. Then TJ Hawkinson, who I mentioned, the tight end from uh, uh, Iowa to the Texans at 23. Be a good pick. Uh, then the Raiders taking Cody Ford from Oklahoma, offensive guard. We talked about the possibility of them taking a guard the other day. That would not be exciting for the fans. How about this? I don't know. Josh Jacobs running back Alabama to the Eagles at 25. He might like him more. I, I Josh Jacobs in the first round can't happen for me. Uh, this one I like, although a little unexpected, but I like it. Nikhil Harry to the Colts at 26. Wide receiver my issue. My favorite player in the draft. Really? When did that happen? I think just, again, I don't think he's the best player in the draft. He's my favorite player. I just, I just really enjoyed. I think he's going to be an excellent pro. Yeah, he, for anyone that his highlight, he's he's in the category of guys like since his freshman year has just been putting together incredible highlight reel. Just he's just a monster. Pro. People have been waiting for this guy to be a pro since then. Uh, and his personal story is incredible. Grandma brought him here. I mean, it's awesome. How, how's he, how's he going to fail, guy? That's how I'd look at it. Like, how is this guy not going to be a solid player? Yeah, like if he can't catch, but he can catch. <laughs> yeah. If he can't uh, get open, well, he fucking his contested catches are incredible. Exactly. Uh, Byron Murphy, 27 of the Raiders. Eh, I mean, I like Byron well, Murphy, but. Yeah, ch- check out who Cincinnati over the years had at corner. They like the tall guys. I They are not going to go a midget. Uh, Nasir Adderley, safety, Delaware, 28 to the Chargers. Five minutes, your thoughts. Well, I did see maybe on like a path to the draft. That's only no, for senior, the, the senior bowl. Yeah. His highlight package, Delaware, he looked like Ed Reed. This uh, is highlight package. Hitting people, picking balls off. Speaking of safeties, I like this one. Taylor Rapp to Kansas City at 29. Good pick. They need that. They need help there. Need it, need it. I, I, I like it. You know what I was thinking? Huh. I was thinking this the other day. If you're Andy, you're like, well... You know, defense a little overrated. Fuck. Well, what about drafting a wide receiver to go with Tyreek and Kelsey? Like, what if he – couldn't you see him like, oh, my, the Chiefs just got Nikhil Harry? <laughs> you know, one of those. That's, you know, That'd be just badass. We'll overachieve on defense? Yep. I like Would it. Would that be like, oh, my God. Yes. I'd love that. Or, that would know, become or, my favorite pick. Or A.J. Brown or whoever they uh, – Akeem Butler. What if they just take one of the sweet wide receivers? Why not? Go all in. But our offense could have been even better. Green Bay Packers at 30. Texas A&M, give me five minutes on Eric McCoy, offensive lineman. You can play all three positions, John, on the interior. Both guard positions in center. Yeah, well said. Uh, 31, Jonathan Abram, safety, Mississippi State to the Rams. Give me five minutes. Go. No, No comment. Cleland Farrell, edge rusher, Clemson, 32 to the Patriots. I think he had a bad combine. Not a great athlete. Quote, he'd look good in New England, end quote. <laughs> <laughs> Was that from an unnamed source? No, that, that's just DJ's second line, <laughs> two-liner. Farrell can set the edge in the run game, and he's a very powerful pass rusher. He'd look good in New England. That's when DJ's, he's, it's the 32nd, it's the last pick of his mock, it's 4 a.m., He's got to get up and drive to NFL Network Studios. Just like, ah, he'd look good in New England. But the easiest thing to always do for the Pats is be like, this New England type player. That's all you have to say. People are like, oh, yeah, this guy's got to be a high-character hard worker. 
you know, the guy's a winner. Yeah, that's all you have to say. So there this is guy, the, uh, this guy's had Patriot written all over him since his freshman year. Right. Oh, that means he played lacrosse. What does People that mean? Like, oh, yeah, I see. I see that. Uh, so there you go. There's Daniel Jeremiah's mock draft. Yeah, I like it. Uh, okay, we were talking about Antonio Brown, bleached lip, five hundred bucks a pop. Um, on uh, uh, not uh, start with a C was the name of it. Whatever it was. Kamena, Kozma, Kuzma? Cameo. 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 I, I thought Kuzma just because I got ESPN uh, highlight Lakers injury report. Kyle Kuzma out. Yeah. Brandon Ingram also out. Yeah. They're 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 in trouble. But LeBron's gonna play. LeBron is gonna play every day. He's not giving up. He said, "I don't care what anybody. I don't care everybody telling me to rest. We'll get to that." Not a quitter. Uh, but we talked a little bit about the Schefter report from last week that the Raiders were one of three teams very interested in Antonio Brown. Uh, my question is this. The Raiders are going to be the Oakland Raiders again for another year. Uh, and the Canadian Raiders and the London Raiders. Yeah, one game in Canada. Is that a uh, preseason game? Yeah, potentially another one in Hawaii. Or it might have been either or. Do both. The hell. Why not wear everybody out by the time the season starts? When's the? <laughs> do we know when the London game is yet? You know, who knows? I mean, imagine Hawaii, Canada, and then throw London in like the front end of the schedule. Isn't the easiest conversation was like, we want to have a game in the Dominican Republic. And the owners' meetings are like, Raiders, Raiders, and this is the Raiders. No, I think we you got it backwards. A game in North Korea, Raiders. No, you got it backwards, John. They weren't coming up with cities first. They did, it was the reverse. It was like, hey, guys, we got the Raiders anywhere we want to send anybody that we normally wouldn't send anybody. Yeah, anyone any ideas? <laughs> uh, and then they started coming up with cities. Yeah, couldn't you see like uh, like Stephen Ross be like, oh, they got this that CFL, Canadian football. They got a bunch of stadiums. Why don't we just see if we can get a preseason game, get a little buzz going in that market? Absolutely. Oh, Whistler? Oh, oh. No, send them to Toronto, the other side of the country – It'll be their home game because these other 31 owners never give up a fucking home game for anything. It's only the Raiders. And they're also giving up one for London. It's incredible. Good knowledge on uh, Whistler geography. Um, so it, it's it's a weird year, John. Um, we've got last year two guys got traded that were premium players. This year, Gruden, everyone thinks he loves Kyler Murray, but he's got a quarterback. He's got Derek. He's not going to get Kyler. Mayock is a GM. He's a first-time GM. This team is about to move. You know, like there are parts of this that I really would like from a football perspective. I don't know if it's the best situation. I don't think it might be the worst just in terms of environment for Antonio Brown in terms of like, is he going to flip the switch when a new team, when he gets to a new team? And just be like, all right, guys, I'm locked in now. I'm sorry about that. That other stuff was just me having fun because I just wanted out, but I'm all in now. Uh, well, here, it doesn't usually work like that. Here's the other element, too. Big Ben got some red flags, but he's so accomplished he gets the benefit of the doubt. Derek would not. So, and Derek, let's call it what it is, little fragile ego of late that I don't know of putting him, like him and Crabtree kind of got weird toward the end. And Crabtree ain't even close to being A-B in terms of just publicly says nothing. He's good about that. He keeps his hatred for everyone kind of to himself. The, I mean, the mo. Remember what he call? Uh, oh, they asked. Remember when they asked him about Kaepernick? He's like, I don't know, bro. I'm not Martin Luther King. 
Is that what he said? <laughs> that actually sounds familiar. Yes, yeah, something like that. I, yeah, because I don't think he said Kaepernick. He said, I'm not Martin Luther King. I don't care. I don't know. And it was just like, oh, my God. Yeah, that's, that's correct. But that's about as crazy of a comment he's ever said. Clearly, he hates Lamar Jackson, but he just kind of stays quiet. So he's he might be an easy, a hard guy to deal with internally, but externally he doesn't say shit. Antonio's proven he would shit on Derek so fast your head would spin if something went weird. You weren't throwing him the ball. He he was having tirades on the on the sideline for Pittsburgh multiple times. Like him and Gruden, I think it would be a disaster guy, especially if you factor in. Even if they didn't have to give up a first-round pick, to me, if they had to give up 35, like, they have a chance if they just kept Derek and aren't able to get Kyler. There is no excuse for that out of the four picks, four, 24, 27, and 35 to land three starters. Two of them be pro bowlers, right? A good GM would, in this draft, would come out with some really, really good players. And you kind of control, like, yeah, we're just getting high-character, good, hard workers. This guy is on a scorch earth campaign. Your quarterback's in a weird spot. You have fucking no one else to throw to. I, I saw one report was like, you know, it's not crazy that they like land Le'Veon and get Antonio. I'm like, so you're just going to become Pittsburgh Steelers 2.0? They couldn't handle him in Pittsburgh. This thing would be a – it would have 3-13 and 13 and fights written all over it. Overpaid Le'Veon, him just not sh- – I think the Raiders have to be very, very careful about getting aggressive on the wrong guys, guy. On the on like on AB on Le'Veon, just I would not be doing that. Yeah, yeah. I um, uh, Le'Veon, I would not do. I think I'd be more inclined to do Antonio, um, because I do. He's clearly still a great player, and if you can get him the ball, he makes your he may. I mean, they both make your offense better in theory. Would you do thirty five for Antonio right now? No, I. You know, we've talked about this, but I've gone back and forth. No, I would not. Not if I'm the Raiders. You'd try. You'd try to give your high third round pick. Like, what do you give? How do you get him? What do you give? Would I? Yeah, I'd. Uh, I'm just saying. Like, do I even want to give anything? Do I want him on my team? Like that's what I'm reconsidering. But you say you're open to it. How do you acquire him if you're open to it? Wait, right, no. I'm saying I used to be more open to it than I am now. I'm not that okay. open to it. But I certainly wouldn't give my second for him. And I wouldn't love giving my third. I mean, I you know at this point it's like, is anyone else giving you a third for him? Yeah, I mean, I think the Titans would. I mean, I think some teams would. I think the Titans might give a second round pick because again, like they they would look at it. Would go. We're already a borderline playoff team. It puts a little pressure on Mariota that we're probably going to have to pay at the end of this year if he can't succeed with Antonio Brown. He's not going to succeed with anyone. Vrabel can handle it. I don't think it's crazy for the Titans to give up their th- their second round pick because it's right. They missed the playoffs after the last week of the season. So they're what are they drafting? Nineteen or twenty? So it's. I think the Raiders would have to give up thirty five. Uh, well, then I'm. I'm... And for that reason, I'm out. Shark Tank. Uh, I mean, would you give up 35 for him? I would not trade for him if I'm them. Yeah. It wouldn't even be an option. But part of that has to be understanding that it would be worse for you than it would be for somebody else. Potentially. And I don't know, you know, if they... But to me, the hard part is there is an element, and I don't know if Gruden thinks like this. Can you afford to go 3-13 and and go to Vegas? 
and just be the laughing stock of the league and just Gruden have seven wins in two years. No. And all, and all his shine would be gone. Because I think a lot of his shine is gone now. I don't think people people kind of make fun of his comments and stuff. That if he has another disastrous year, people will look at him like a, you know, a more accomplished like McAdoo or something right now. Like it's just he, it's clearly over his head. Also, that'd be Matt. You, you, you. This would be now. You're on your second GM in two years. How did if you went three and thirteen with three first round picks? How bad did that go? Bad. So your point is just they're in a desperate spot. You go all in and on. The problem is, like, are you more? Yeah, I don't know. Does Antonio get you further away from three and thirteen or closer to it? It's a hell of a question. He d- he doesn't hurt you on the field. Well, he doesn't unless like you depend on him so much, and then things blow up, and now like it's just a distraction. You know what I mean? You know, if he's on the field, it doesn't hurt you. But what if something happens and he's not? Or what if he is on the field but he's yelling at at his offense the whole time? Yeah, he's got yelling at Derek written all over him. Or John. Yeah, or whoever is in his path. He's got being restrained when he attacks Rodney Hudson, you know? Because <laughs> Rodney said, bro, run hard. All right, Raider fans. Now, that's not really a problem. It's more just him bitching and moaning about not getting the ball. Tell, tell us if you uh, what you think on that, uh, like Niner fans did on some other trade proposals. Uh, what are the Niners thinking? Like, I, I, we give them some credit here, John, because we went for a few years when everything was out there, for better or worse, and it was usually for worse. Um, but uh, we talked about it last time. We know about their interviews in that they were tough. That's what players said. Like, players on the record said they were, it was a tough interview. That wasn't some Niners floating it to try and make themselves look good. Uh, and as we went through the, with the Daniel Jeremiah uh, mock, he had four defensive linemen going after Kyler Murray went one. Four defensive linemen in order after that. But as you told me before the podcast, you could make the case if you're in the trade back mindset to move back for a linebacker and take one of the two really good linebackers in this draft. To me, if you get Odell Beckham and you do the pick swap, it would make some sense... You could justify it if Kyler Murray goes to Arizona. Russell Wilson is going to be in Seattle, it feels like, for a while. Jared Goff can't move, but they got Todd Gurley, who has arthritis. <laughs> uh, How about that story, By We haven't even uh, talked about that. Well, that's... that's It's over. It's terrible. Yeah, really quick tangent on that. Yeah. I, I think it shows you that where it felt like we had jumped the shark on, oh, everyone, ACL injuries, no big deal. Yeah, it's not even necessarily that you don't respond or some guys just are healthy right away. It's just in a couple years that the knee can just be weird because that's it's the same knee. And it's the what I was reading, it's 100%. It's just he was unlucky that, you know, he just got it. Some guys it might not happen until later in life. Some guys it happens earlier in their career. And I would say it that changes the Rams dramatically. <laughs> but if he didn't have arthritis and you had Russell Wilson and you had – because who were the best guys at kind of keeping Russell contained? It wasn't just Alden. It was Bowman and Willis. Right, but Bowman just, was – Oh, my God, a heat-fucking-seeking missile because they would just do the little hashtag spy. And Was that week okay, one Russell, at home? 
No, I think that was the game. The one, the last time they beat them, it was in San Francisco, like later yeah. in the Where season. Where Bowman Frank chased them down on the first series on first and third down. Well, the first play was Alden kind of got him. Oh, moving to his right. Yeah, yeah. and then, and then the Bowman third down crushed play. Him. Oh my God, Russell was like, "Oh, I'm just scrambling," and Bowman was like, Whoosh. "How about Bowman just 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 done?" Yeah, well, yeah. He gets a little mouthy on Twitter too, uh, just talking hot takes with like other media members. He's <laughs> he's kind of he's kind of edgy. But yeah, I think you could easily justify. I would not hate if the Odell Beckham trade went through. I mean, not only would I not hate, I'd be a fucking cloud nine. But if it's six. I, I would hashtag have no selfish problem. podcast. Yeah, hashtags you know selfish, very selfish. Take Devin White over the Garys, the Montez Sweats, the all, all those type cats. Greedy Williams, you name it. I Devin yeah. White would be my guy at six. Which and he because you if you if you um, if you trade it back with the Giants, that's kind DJ of had a, DJ had a great comment when he was. After he ran like his four four two, they were showing the video of him riding the horse on at Tiger Stadium, and DJ's like, "Yeah, it's, I think it's safe to say you got to be an All American for them to allow you to ride your horse on the fucking grass." Like jo- Johnny Walkon ain't they ain't opening the gate for him to come through and screw up the grass. No, but he's like a two time All American. He can do whatever he wants. <laughs> or he rode his horse to class. I read that um, Luke Perry, who just died of a stroke. R.I.P. Uh, you know, I did not know. Have you ever seen the movie Eight Seconds? How old is he? Like fifty? Yeah, uh, like fifty-two or fifty-three. May fifty-four at the oldest, somewhere in that range. But younger for a stroke. Yeah. Uh, have you ever seen the movie Eight Seconds? I guess it's a true story about a rodeo. I, I have. Rider. Yeah, I mean, yeah. a long time ago. I read some quotes from like the guy that, like, a rodeo coach. Did that basically. guy die in that? Yeah. Movie? Yeah. Spoiler alert. I haven't seen it, but I just read about it. But. Um, I guess the guy, like a guy, taught Luke Perry. He said Luke was one of the best, like rodeo riders he ever taught. Luke bought two horses, like took him out to San Antonio, practiced for three months, like leading into the movie, was like all in on it. Anyway, that's your horseback what's riding. It, what, what's it called when you're an actor and you live it? Oh, method acting. Method actor. Yeah. <laughs> Takes yeah. balls. Um, but I bet a lot of people passing that movie. Like I ain't fucking riding a bull. <laughs> Or a horse? Well, I guess that was that horseback riding, or I guess it was bull riding. So I don't know where the horse riding came into play. Well, you probably got to practice getting bucked on a horse. I mean, it's just, yeah. you don't probably don't just jump on the bull. Um. So, uh. Oh, so if you if you did the the pick with the Giants, if you swap with the Giants, and they took a quarterback ahead of you, then you would have the best player outside of the four D linemen and the two quarterbacks. That's that's the next guy. That's what six would be. Actually, you could make the case that you'd have you could have the fourth best. Defensive lineman. To me, there's a chance. Do you think it's a 100% lock if they do the Odell Beckham trade and they get to two that they're taking Dwayne Haskins there? Like, to me, they still might take Nick Bosa and no. they just may take a quarterback in, like, the second round. Yeah, that's where, that goes Cause, back cause, to you could trade your third for Josh Rosen or you could, you know. Yeah, because they would have two twos. They, they would have some options. I, I don't think it would be a lock that Dwayne Haskins would be their quarterback. They're just going to go into the offseason every year like, you know, is this the year we replace Eli? And then Eli comes back, like you said the other They're day. kind of getting made fun of a lot. I know. They keep letting guys walk, and they want to trade Beckham, and they just Eli is just a sacred cow. Yeah. Anywhere else we need to upgrade? Now uh, we could cut uh, Olivier Vernon. Okay, yeah, let's yeah. do that. <laughs> Save $11 million. 
A- anywhere else we could save money. Not you sure we need the Saquon guy? Like, is this guy really that much better? I mean, Philip Lindsay undrafted free agent, Pro Bowl. I mean, fuck. That's, I mean, what could we get? Could they get a one right now for Saquon? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they could. How high of a one? All right, let's like, put it like this. If they sent Saquon to the Niners with Odell, would they not have to give up number six? So, like, yes. could, would you say Odell and Saquon for for two, and you don't have to give them a first back? Right? Obviously, you wouldn't. Well, to me, it'd be if I get Odell and I get Saquon, I'm giving you two. I'm giving you my second round pick, and I'm probably giving you next, year, next year's one. That's what I'm saying. You're not getting six. Yeah. You don't get to keep their pick. So, so if you don't get, get six, then that tells me that you could get a first for them. Because I think the thing we struggle with is I hate saying you get two ones. Well, when you swap, you only if you, I'm trading you next year, you really only get one. Yeah, exactly. You know, and I think it just gets thrown out. Oh, they got a one. No, you swapped. Like how high in this draft, if they were willing to trade Saquon because they wanted to keep Eli, could they? Like the Bills would trade them nine for Saquon Barkley, right? Yes. Jaguars already have Leonard. Would the Jets trade three for Saquon? Yes. Yeah, they would get a sweep. That would make sense. That's actually a great call. I think that would make some sense, right? Would you do that right now if, obviously the Giants wouldn't, but the Jets, Saquon Barkley for three? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, I would do. Because it's it's what the Giants are about to try to do. Take Saquon and then get a quarterback. Except with a better quarterback than they're going to get, probably. Except that quarterback won't play. It'll be Eli. (laughs) Right, right. It is pretty crazy. Like... If the Niners were doing, and I would imagine this is a huge talk in New York, what what the what the Giants are doing with Eli, like if this was a talking point, we would be apoplectic, right? It'd be insane. Yeah. Keep like to, I, I'd argue to not just cut Eli this year. Like it's time to move on. Talking to, I, I'm telling you, I think the Giants are sneaky as big of a dumpster fire in the NFL as any team not named the Raiders. Just, just their issues. Not everyone's on the same page. Been through it's multiple coaches. Players. I mean, like, this is we're moving towards. Are they going to have three coaches in four in a five year span? Like, to me, to even entertain talking about trading Odell Beckham guy is nuts. They just signed him last year. Like that, that would be if they were to trade Odell Beckham and let Landon walk. They let Landon walk because he tweeted this morning, like, I'm out. Yeah, but but uh, Antonio tweeted that too. Yeah, but they they actually didn't tender him. Like it's over, you know. That it would be pretty nuts. Like they were letting all their young guys go because that that's the argument. Landon's flawed or whatever, but he still is a young guy you draft in the first round, and as people tweeted, is a three time Pro Bowler. So it's not like you know he's just okay. He is pretty damn good for his position. That if you got a yeah okay franchise, it's eleven million. It's not twenty five. It's not that nuts. The whole argument is you just don't let good young players go. What's the fucking point of drafting anybody? It's just, yeah, is he flawed? Sure. Do you wish he was a little better? Sure. But you fucking drafted him, and he's a good, solid, he goes to Pro Bowls. Not, and not, he's like legitimately the first guy drafted the Pro Bowl. You know, he's not, he doesn't need three guys to get hurt. He's been the best strong safety in the league since Cam Chancellor's neck broke. He's a good player. It's nuts. How much is he going to cost? Would, 
I don't think that crazy much. You know, maybe like thirty-five million. He's twenty-five though. And he's like I can think of two teams that could use him. Well, to me, the Raiders will sign him. I think the Colts would be interested in signing him. Maybe not the Colts. They have a strong safety, but Seattle. They they've been looking for Cam Chancellor. Does any team use that player better than the hard-hitting big safety? Yeah, he's a good. I we would eviscerate them on the daily basis. I'm yeah. kind of sad we don't do a Giants podcast because they <laughs> they are the most outlandish like i can only beat on the raiders so often for moving like they, we've been do, talking the same fucking thing forever it's exhausting the giants have jumped the shark uh all right john a couple chiefs things uh your boy brett veach active as of the recording of this podcast tyree kill about to sign an extension this morning tuesday uh rap sheet said he's going to sign a record wide receiver extension or contract, which would record mean surpass Odell Beckham, which was. He got total guaranteed 65, guaranteed, guaranteed at signing 40. So uh, Tyree could pass that. And then the other news was even though they're tagging D Ford, Rap Sheet said he thinks there's a chance that D Ford could be had for a second round pick. Which one of those two things is uh, more eye-popping to you? Tyree Kill... Uh, record or D Ford could be if they traded him ultimately for a second on the tag. I think Tyree Kill just getting a lot of money is not that weird, right? Right. Has he been one of the most remarkable players? I mean, you, I, anyone's kind of ever seen? I mean, seriously, have you ever seen anything quite like it? So unique, so perfect for where he is. And they need him. And he's only, well, I guess, yeah, he just turned 25. Days ago. So how many? What's he played? Three seasons. In three seasons, he's got 223 catches and 25 touchdowns and 3,000 yards. This 3,200. He is exactly what you what an extension candidate looks like when it's a good case scenario for the team. And it's just you know we talk like with the Warriors like Clay Steph they balance each other out perfectly. He's what would you want with Patrick Mahomes? <laughs> I mean that. Yeah, dude can run 90 miles an hour and goes deep. And just no one can cover him. That he's the perfect type of receiver. I think it's pretty normal. To me, the D Ford thing, like, why don't the Giants, going back to Landon Collins, like that's what you do. You know, this guy's good enough. We drafted him. We like him. He's he's good player. He's kind of come into his own. He's not a great player. He's the worst of all the franchise guys. Like Demarcus Lawrence, Clowney, Frank Clark are better. So you don't feel great, like, we don't want to give this guy fifty million dollars guaranteed. But if we had to we wouldn't lose that much sleep over it, right? Yeah. But ideally, we'd like to trade him because we just want to pay other people. I think I think there'd be a lot of teams that would trade a second-round pick for Would him. you trade a first for him? Uh, I mean, they drafted him in kind of the late first. I think he was like a tw- 23 or 21 one year. How, so. how old did you say he was? 27. And I didn't realize the last year was his first Pro Bowl. Well, last year, the last like year and a half, I think the second half of his third year, I guess he'd be a fifth year guy, huh? Because this was fifth year option, so he's a free agent. Yeah, so his like he was slow to kind of hit the scene, and in fairness, he was playing behind you know Justin and Tomba, and the last couple years, once they got rid of Tomba, he kind of came into his own, and Justin was hurt. I, I think it's one of the they like him, they don't love him, right? Like, the Cowboys love DeMarcus Lawrence. He just wants Khalil Mack money, and they're like, fuck. I think the the Seattle's grown to love Frank Clark. I think they just like D Ford. 
in a perfect world, they would like to trade him. Well, like if you're the 49ers and you trade... But you got to get value. You're not just... You can't not franchise him because you don't let... You drafted D Ford. He's been good. You don't let him walk. Ozzy would because then you get the comp. But that's part of tagging him, right? Is they think they can get better in a comp. They think they can get a second-round pick. Well, so here's your Niners scenario. You need a pass rusher. Instead of drafting one, you trade back, you take a linebacker, and then you give up your second for D Ford. I would not want to give up my second if I'm the 49ers for D Ford. But what do you think of that scenario? I don't think it's crazy because you go, well, this guy in this defense gives us double-digit sacks. So we overpaying a little bit, yeah, but we're trying to win next year. And we need a pass rusher. If I told you at the end of the day, I guess if they got Odell, they wouldn't have their second-round pick, right? Like, they're not getting Odell without giving up that pick 36. Yeah, that's true. That's a weird – That's a unless you swap and give next year. Yeah, it's true. That's a you, good that's you, a good. Don't second. you think – yeah, you can't you get away with. Do you think it's safe to say if you're getting Odell and doing a pick swap, you probably got to give up too? You can't get like, away with giving next year's. Odell. Yeah, you can't get away with giving next year's second. You got to give this year's second. Because also, if you're the Giants, you know for a fact their second this year's good. Right, that's what I mean. Next year, they're not going to take that. No, and they shouldn't. Uh, I, I keep saying I think you have to overpay a little bit because the Giants do have the leverage. They can just go, "We're keeping Odell Beckham," and that's what the Chiefs, I think, have. We're just yeah, we'll just keep D Ford. We'll just pay on the franchise. I think you can't. So we're not giving them away. We're not gonna give you do them for a third round pick. But I do think there'd be a lot of teams that would give up a second. New England's got two twos. Now if you're the Chiefs, can you trade them in New England? Probably not. The Steelers, could you you know, they need pass rushers. The thing about D Ford is he probably can do both. You know, like Justin Houston's only a three four outside linebacker. D Ford can because he's like he can play four three defensive defensive end he can play three four he has been a three four outside linebacker he's basically a hybrid it's just a quick guy just a speed guy he's like a poor poor man's vaughn just really fast and you could argue a little dumb he was offsides in a game you know on a play that he blamed the official just happened to cost them the uh why because the official gave him the you're good official didn't wave him off my issue is like d you were well over the line and clearly the ball yeah, and if you average 55 snaps a game, I think you know what is and isn't over the line. Well, he did again in the Pro Bowl, so I, maybe he doesn't. And isn't it safe to say in that scenario you probably want to be a little cautious? Because they did have the lead in this thing called the AFC Championship game late in the fourth quarter. Would you say Tyreek Hill, I mean, he's got to be one of the five best picks of the last three years, right? Last four drafts. He was a fifth-round pick. My my one thing would be, though, when you get character guys, it's a great pick, but he was passed on for a reason. Like, he had hit his pregnant girlfriend. You know, to me, like, when you take George Kittle, I'm not trying to give, like, the Niners a lot of credit here. or I mean, more credit than Tyreek Hill. But he fell just because he was a player. Like, Tyre, there was a, a real reason why he was there where he was there. I think he... I, that's the one thing. Like when you like to me, Richard, you get Richard Sherman in the fifth. It's not like he had done anything bad in college. That's an incredible pick, Tyreek. I think Andy would say there, there was a reason he was there. Yeah, they they got some shit when they took him. Remember, right? A lot of people thought. I would gotta think some teams weren't gonna draft him. I mean, they weren't. He went in the fifth round. Yeah, I think when you is this fair? 
it's hard to give someone full credit if it's a player that a lot of teams have yanked off the board because yeah, of something that's fair. terrible that's fair. happened. No, that is fair. That's not it. We saw something like, in him no one else saw. Like, like if Joe Mixon becomes a Hall of Famer these next eight years, he just goes on one of the great stretches. Was that an incredible second-round pick? Or nah, was that just, yeah, you're right. You know? That'd yeah. be my only thing. No, that's Just fair. because she was pregnant. I mean, the Joe Mixon one was bad, too, because we had video. Joe Mixon one was terrible. I mean, it was Ray Rice level. He fucking broke her jaw. In uh, Burger King or something. That's fair. Uh, NBA? But, we want, you know, oh, yeah, still together. We want Kobe? That's incredible. They were booing. Have you been to Staples Center before? Yeah. One thing I noticed last night, it's hard to hear the crowd because they have the music so loud in the place. So you couldn't, because people are tweeting, a bunch of people that follow, that I follow that follow the, that cover the Lakers were like, the boos are loud in here. But on TV, it was really hard to hear it because the music and the audio from the, you know, basket by Montrez Harrell is just so loud. But clearly in that you could kind of hear it lowly, the boo, like they were getting the shit booed out of them. I mean, the second half, they were getting their ass kicked. Ass kicked. And Mark Stein. the Clippers who borderline, they didn't tank. They just traded their best player and kept kicking ass. Uh, Mark Stein of the New York Times reported that Luke will be done at the end of the year, which, uh, you know, not a shocker. But... You think Luke gets a head coaching job immediately next season? NBA, UCLA will be interesting, but we or maybe the better way to put this is: Would you consider? Would, do you hold the Lakers thing against Luke? The way this no. is gone, I don't either. I don't think anyone will. Will they? The team you mentioned to me, I think, is a good fit for him. Actually, if he wants it. Well, it does feel like Dave Yeager is not going to be back. Just a weird situation. No one's arguing that he's not a great coach. Just some weird shit's going on there. Well, and great, might, great might be strong. Did I say great? You said great. He's a very he's, he's a an playoff NBA coach. level. He's a playoff level NBA coach. And this year helped his stock just on the court, but off the court he does some weird shit. Uh, I I do think there's a decent chance he's fired, and his this comp isn't quite parallel because he he's probably not going to make the playoffs. They're like three games back of San Antonio. Now they they do have the tiebreaker. Their schedule's kind of shitty. But they'll probably end up the ninth seed and miss the playoffs by a couple games. I think he's going to get fired. Doesn't Luke isn't he wouldn't he be the perfect guy? Like how could the Kings do any better than Luke Walton? For a young team, one of the craziest guys in league history. Now it's a good crazy. He's not is Draymond. Draymond swore by Luke. Like that was his guy. Even last year, the Lakers, all the young guys liked him. Like, to me, it's a little bit of a reflection on LeBron. I've followed Luke closely enough. If you can't get him wrong with Luke Walton, LeBron, and don't make any effort, because it's clear Luke makes effort, that's that's on you, buddy. Right. It'd be one thing if, like, you know... Larry uh, Brown. Yeah, LeBron just couldn't get along with Stan Van Gundy. You're like, eh, I can see that. <laughs> you know, LeBron just... Him and... Uh, you know, just just asshole coaches like George Carl. You'd be like, All right, I got that. But Luke fucking Walton, who has had a – is he a great coach or not? I don't know. 
but his reputation has been pristine, right? As a human. Yeah, the highest level the team guys, of this of this little era loved him, like you said. Could argue they had their greatest run with him running the show. But didn't they go like forty two and five? Uh, yeah, I mean they they started the year unbeaten with him as the head coach, like twenty two and zero or something. Yeah, did they get to twenty four? They were good. I just remember they kept hitting these marks. It's like they are thirty eight and three. It's like last time I saw a team go thirty eight and three. They played. They end up going doing well. <laughs> I was texting someone last night. Just watching the like how hard I, when I went to the Kings game, the one thing that really stood out was the because it's not like the Kings are dogs. The Clippers played double like double the intensity, and the Kings were playing hard. And last night, the effort the Clippers play with was Warriors level effort, but the Warriors just happened to be like the best team in the league talent wise. It's just unheard of the combination because usually the seventh eight seeds to get in, you're like. Last year, that Denver team, man, they just give you everything they got every night. Well, usually they're kind of overachievers. <laughs> Are the Clippers going to maintain this when Kawhi comes next year? Because if they do, they'll win 55 games. And they might because they, they just got those type guys. Sneaky, one of the better trades ever for a guy that was going to leave in a sign-in trade. They got Montrez Harrell. They looked like fucking Shaq Jr. last night. They got Patrick Beverly. They got Lou Williams. They, I mean, their best three players guy came from the trade. I know. That I thought Gall- they were supposed to be Gallinari terrible after for- they traded Tobias. Yeah, I thought so too. But I, I'm just saying when a player is going to walk yeah. to then sign and trade, like how did the, why did the OKC not sign and trade Durant? I guess because he didn't want a max deal. Huh? OKC thought they were going to get him back. But I'm saying once you know he's gone. But they they still thought after the season they had a chance to keep him. Oh, I guess because Chris told them I'm out. So you might as well work the deal. And Chris wanted to keep his bird right so he could max out. Kevin didn't care because he kept going year to year. They remember they thought they were in it. Like they went to, they no, went to I the know. Hamptons. But but my point is once you find out you're not in it, aren't you better off? This isn't Major League Baseball or the NFL. You don't get a comp pick. You might as well sign and trade him, even if it's for fucking Kevin Looney. Right. Getting something is better than nothing. Now the best case. Is it looking back? It is borderline insane how the Clippers got all those guys. Yeah, I mean they got. They didn't just get player. I mean they got fucking starters on a playoff team. That's nuts for a guy that was like, I'm out. Now I I guess Daryl, part of it was the the Houston had to do it to get the cap space right. So, you know, it wasn't like the Warriors didn't need to. It's like we have an open spot. We don't need to trade anyone to get room. So it was unique. Because didn't the Clippers, I, I think if you Google it, they got like seven players back. Sam Decker. I mean, they got an unfucking limited amount of guys. Like all these picks. It was crazy. By the way, Luke went 39-4 and four after starting 24-0. and 0. It's only 15-4 and four after that hot start. You know what I was thinking? Watching this, some of the game last night and just watching the NBA this year. Do you think we ever see a team win, like, 65 games again? Yeah. You do? Yeah. I don't know, man. I, I don't know if teams, because when you factor in rest, to me it feels like 62 will be the new 69. 
it feels like just because back when we were growing up, felt like consistently the top teams won right around 60, 62 because they just they were the best teams and just teams played hard. Now it's like, well, we'll just cruise. I think you'll get a team again. Now, now, will you get the 73 win Warriors? I'm not saying that. But I do think you'll get a team again. You know, like right now, the league is kind of in this. The Warriors are the team. Everything else just kind of fits in behind them. But when the league feels more open again, I think you'll get somebody, some new pieces together, year two maybe, maybe they lose the championship the year before, who come back and just try to go one year. Like we're going to put together one incredible year, who try to put together one incredible year. If they're, you know, like I said, avenging, a, they, they lost in their first year together or something. You know, like if next year it's Durant and Kyrie and they get swept in the finals or something in New York. Like I could see them coming back and trying to put together like a full year together that's really impressive with Zion. Oh, those two? Well, you know what I'm saying? Like whatever the combo no, I, I know is. what you're saying, but I don't know if they're the best example, but I hear you. Like one day if Giannis meets up with like fucking deer on fox and they also add like luca it's gonna it's it's gonna take a team that feels like they got something to prove you're right about that i think you're because the second the second year the heat right they won like 65 games they were out for blood that was the year might have been the third year when they went on the winning streak like like the lakers next year like that'd be a great example you know with uh josh hart and mark jackson yeah josh hart (laughs) that's right so. I don't know. I, I I think that LeBron vastly underrated just being able to cruise and just like, oh, it's Hollywood. They embrace. Yeah, yeah. They, they got other stuff going on out here. They don't care if we fail. Yeah, they love that team. Oh, well, like actually, that, uh, no, no, sorry. The Lakers fans, they care. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. And like all the Hollywood guys pay a shitload for these. T- it's not like Jack gets free tickets. Like they do take a lot of pride in going to the – it's a big deal. I I don't think he had has ever sniffed the level of just importance of playing on either one of the two teams. I mean, Cleveland, clearly. And even the Heat, just because of the way he showed up and they were just going to be so good. Th- this is crazy. Now, if he had never gotten hurt there in the playoffs, right? That's part of it. But still, the end result's the end result. Right. They're five and, five and a half. I mean, it's over. It ended last. Like, a, it was already borderline official. It's official official. Because now the Clippers are in. The Clippers are not going to miss. So there's basically one spot. It's really kind of San Antonio's, but the Kings are still alive. But kind of holding on for dear life. I don't know, man. I, I, And this happened before, but... Is it really going to get ugly? And I hope it doesn't. I don't want. I get kind of exhausted making fun of LeBron, though he's kind of make funnable right now. Because there was a moment last night where he was 13 points away, I think, from passing Michael or something, and it was like, is he? he after, <laughs> well, is is the night after he they get basically they even admit it after it's like kind of over. Is he going to tweet out a picture like, God is good, King up, you know, past Michael? Like you, LeBron, have a little common sense. No one wants to see that. That's, to me, part of this year I don't think helps him out a lot is like, LeBron, all these Laker fans follow you. People understand these accomplishments are incredible, 
But after you lose a game, when you throw this shit out there, it's kind of a slap in their face. Like, I don't give a fuck we just lost to the Lakers. It's about me, which they're okay with if you're at least winning, competitive. But, bro, you miss the playoffs in a league where more than half the league makes the playoffs. And let's call it what it is. The West is not quite what it's been like five, six years ago. It's yeah. okay. Right. I mean – when Portland's like your three and four seed, it's not it's not seven warrior squads in the West. Right. Do you think do you think him tweeting when he passes people on these lists after bad losses is pretty embarrassing? Yeah, I think it's bad. Like you don't everyone know like you're LeBron, it's news. You don't need to tweet about it. Yeah, but I'd also say LeBron, like Everyone already views you as the – like you passing a list or not, no one gives a fuck. You, you are your top five player lock right now, arguably the second best player. These are these arbitrary kind of li- – I guess they're not arbitrary. I mean if you're the number one all-time scorer or Sicily, that is a big deal. But you should – you're LeBron. Of course you are. Right. You signed here to resurrect this franchise. And resurrecting just meant they hadn't been in the playoffs in six years. Just get to the playoffs would have been – People you imagine like happened. them winning a playoff series or and like having it one one in the second round or two one or whatever. Think how much credit he would have gotten. Like God, he made Ingram, Kuzma, he took these guys to a new level. Instead, it kind of feels like those guys are like, "Fuck you." Did Lonzo kind of fake a little bit of an injury to kind of fuck him? Well, that's the underrated <laughs> thing to watch here. Is like we just assume LeBron is the greatest free agent magnet that there is. Well, really, it's Steph. No. Well, that's been that's been debunked, I think. Yeah, that, right. And But it's not only, like, forget about free agents. What about just the young guys that are there? Like, even they're kind of like, well, I'll, I, Kyle Kuzma. Now, again, like, Kuzma's not being a dick, but he felt he, like he pushed LeBron to go play defense. Like, Kyle Kuzma did that to LeBron James. Good for him. Well, to me, the all-time domino was them last year or two years ago not trading all the young guys for Paul George. And then it turns out that Paul George – is borderline MVP. By the way, we don't talk about that enough, John. That Paul, like, would they, now maybe they would just be a playoff team if Paul, I mean, they probably, they would be a playoff team if Paul were there, but it, there's no guarantee it wouldn't be a little dysfunctional like this, right? Like, that's usually the way it goes. How about I, Paul reading the room and going, you know what, I'm going to stay in Oklahoma City, I'm good. Like, not even that guy? Hey, hey, when when's the meeting? Yeah, You're not even getting the meeting. I'm just going to stay with Russ. Well, here's the one to me that's that's going to be bigger than that one in a few years, and that's going to be because Bryce already said it today. Like, you better believe Mike Trout's getting my phone call. Like, I've heard that Mike doesn't really want to be in Philly because he grew up there. He's a huge Eagles fan. He goes back for Eagles games. Where have you heard that? I've heard the opposite. Like, he's all in on going to Philly. Yeah, I heard that from somebody on the Angel with the Angels organization. Now, again, oh. they're in the Angels organization, so maybe that's what they want to believe. But this is somebody who knows Mike pretty well. He's an Eagles season ticket holder. Yeah. Who told me that Mike likes being able to get away and come back. Separate church and state type deal. So now again, I don't know, but let's just see, like he's, he's going to watch how they treat Bryce. Well, they're going to treat him pretty well. Oh, you're just saying like, if it doesn't go as well in the next couple of years, but I think he doesn't need to see it. He already knows how he feels about it. Now, maybe he will go back. Maybe it's his childhood dream. I don't, we'll see. I mean, the angels, there is a chance, though, that they're a World Series. Like, they're just a team that's going to be so good that whether they got – obviously, you'd want them, but if they didn't get them, it's not that big a deal. Yeah, that's definitely true. 
for sure. And, and who knows? In a couple of years, they've been good. The Angels have stunk. He's like, you know what? I need to go to the playoffs. I'll go to my hometown and do it. Do you think Mike would have options as a free agent? <laughs> now, that would be a guy that you'd trade before he hits free agency. The comp pick ain't worth enough. If you were an NBA player would you and you had options, like good options, would you want to play with LeBron? Does it seem fun? That's what I'd no. ask. Does it seem fun? It doesn't seem fun at all. No. It used to. Because it used to mean you're guaranteed to be in the finals, but it doesn't mean that anymore. You're in the West. But it just he used to be cool to be around. Like he used to just be cool. I just think he's not. If you're not a clutch guy, like if you're a clutch guy, you know you can get the most money. Maybe if you're like not a superstar, but if you're a superstar, you can get the most money from anybody. You can other people will pay you. You don't 100%. need clutch handout. No. So, all right. I get I get joy in their failures. It's yeah, it's but what the crazy part about it is is people who used to root so hard against Kobe. Now it's like there's like three factions now. People that hate the Lakers, people that hate LeBron, and the people that like hate the Lakers but are on team Kobe. <laughs> it's, it's 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 incredible. It's wild how it's all fit together. I'm kind of on team Kobe now. Kobe's just an innocent bystander smiling on Instagram, taking his daughter all over the place. ESPN plus in it. Filmmaker. Oh. Kobe's legacy actually looks a little better after this year. Yeah, I know. It's crazy. <laughs> it's wild. A little better. All okay, right. lunchtime. Peace. This is the story of The One. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.